Welcome to Healthy Happy Sexy, a podcast that will help you create a mindset of looking good and feeling great. I'm your host, Angela Rose, a Toronto lifestyle content creator with a passion for sharing tips to better yourself in all aspects of life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Healthy Happy Sexy. This is the 16th episode. I am so excited. My name is Angela Rose. I am a content creator from Toronto. I was looking at the insights for my podcast, and there's also a lot of American listeners, not just Canadian. So hi, I hope you guys are well. I know you have a really big election coming up, and things have been really hectic, especially in America lately. Um, between politics and just everything going on with coronavirus so I know you guys are our neighboring country so I wish you guys all the best and you know this year is almost over and hopefully the election will change a lot of things and make your country even stronger than it already is. Just wanted to say hello to my American listeners. So today I wanted to do something a little bit different. Because it's October, I'm recording this on October 8th. I'm starting to get very into the Halloween spirit. I'm actually super comfy sitting on my floor recording and I have my pumpkin spice candle going next to me. It smells so good. HomeSense has the best candles and this one specifically is from DW Home and literally their candles smell so good and they come in a lot cuter packaging than just the standard typical bath and body works ones i love these candles i love halloween it's actually like one of my favorite holidays that and my birthday my birthday is not far after halloween so that's probably why i also really like halloween october today i wanted to share almost like a true crime mystery and I really, really enjoy Kendall Ray's videos on YouTube. I watch all her true crime videos. Her series called Where Is? And it's all about missing people and true stories. And I've always just been super fascinated with mystery, thriller, and horror. I always have loved horror movies and things like that. So true crime is no different. Obviously, that is a nightmare in itself. And it makes it even more scarier because... It is true. It's real life. Um, Horrible things happen to people every day in real life. It's so unfortunate things like that have to happen. There's so much evil in the world. So the case I want to talk about was actually a documentary that I watched recently on Netflix and it was on the top 10 movies to watch on Netflix last week. So I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it and that is American Murder, The Family Next Door. And it's a true story that happened in 2018 in Colorado about the Watts family. And I want to tell you guys the story. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to give you like the shortened version. I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. And then after I tell you guys the story, I kind of want to turn our critical thinking on. Get to the bottom of why someone would do something like this and why this person did what they did. I'd love to do a little psychology breakdown if you will it's just crazy how many horrible things happen in the world by all different sorts of people whether it be a murder a mass shooting or even just abuse why people are evil what brings them over the edge what triggers them to do these sorts of things and just kind of get to the bottom of the why people are the way they are 
and why people are why some people are evil and why some people aren't after watching this me and my boyfriend were like oh my god how could someone do this like for I guess normal people it's hard to wrap your brain around why some people are like psychotic and evil and why some aren't I'm gonna get into the story now the story goes something like this and I feel like a lot of you will relate to it and that's why I chose to talk about this story because as I said it seems so predictable in what happened because I feel like you will recognize the storyline and before the murders and how things are going between this couple I feel like you guys will all think what I was thinking and that the storyline is very similar to something that has either happened in your personal life or someone that you know. So the story begins with Chris and Shanann Watts and from what I believe Shanann was talking in the beginning I'm surprised at how much video footage she took of her personal life so it actually made really good documentary content um it's almost like she was a little vlogger or something i believe in the beginning shanann was saying that she used to be very overweight and depressed and then she met this guy chris who was nothing but nice to her and when they met they were really really happy they got married but apparently chris's family didn't really love Shanann and there was some issues leading up to the wedding saying that they didn't want Chris to marry her and I don't know why she seems like a really lovely person she seems a little bit headstrong and not outspoken but speaks her mind and isn't afraid to you know speak up which I respect in a person I don't know her personally but from the video footage that I was seeing she does seem quite lovely from what they were showing there was no legit reason not to like her they got married and they had two girls and you see all these video clips in the beginning and they seem like you know they're like a normal average happy couple and when they got married from the video clips and then when they were showing Chris he used to look like he was 45 when they got married and then in current clips in 2018 he looks like he's like 32 and he lost a lot of weight when they first got married he was I guess you could say a little bit overweight he was just I mean, just someone who did not like work out or take care of themselves and they weren't fit or buff. And the only reason I'm saying this is because there's a big focus on how much he starts to work out over the years. I can't remember how long they were married for. I think no less than five years. So time goes on and Chris starts getting really obsessed with working out. He starts working all the time and he looks good. Like he like like shaved off all his hair and he literally looks like 15 to 20 years younger I'm not even kidding like that was one of the first things that I noticed like it's very noticeable in the movie or not the movie the documentary how different he looks so in the beginning of the movie they're showing the present and they're showing that no one is home and that Shanann's friends call the police because she's missing and then she goes to the house and no one is there and then Chris comes home and there's a police officer there and the friends are home and Shanann is not there he's freaking out he's like I don't know where my wife is where could she be she's he's helping talk to the police officer trying to figure it out her phone is in the house so they start going through the phone Chris has been sending messages 
to Shanann's phone saying, where are you? I haven't seen you. It just seems all very sketchy. And then they go over to the neighbor's house with the police officer because the neighbor has security cameras. So they go over there to check the security cameras and Chris steps outside for a second and the neighbor even says to the cop, and you can see all this because the cop is wearing a badge camera and the neighbor even says he's acting super weird, walking around in circles, he's talking really fast, this is not how he normally acts. So immediately that's a red flag, someone who knows Chris, sees him on a daily, and knows how he behaves daily, is saying that this is not his normal self. And obviously, that is a red flag, yes. But you also would be acting different if your wife and two little girls were missing. I don't know if I mentioned, but along with Shanann missing from the house, the two little girls were also not home. And he makes a point to say that oh, the girls aren't in their room um, and their baby blankets are gone and they are with those baby blankets all the time. So the baby blankets and the two little girls are missing. So I think you guys know where I'm going with this. I think right off the bat, even just hearing what I've said so far, that your one and only suspect is the husband. And there's definitely a reason why in cases similar to this, you know, a spouse goes missing, the other spouse is always the first suspect because if someone randomly goes missing, usually it's a crime out of love. So looking at the spouse is always the first person to look at. They go through the camera footage and what it's showing is Chris actually backed up his pickup truck the night before and he's like loading things in really early or in the middle of the night. And the neighbor even says, I've never seen him like load up things into the back of his pickup truck before. So again, another red flag. Some time goes on. They don't have any other suspects. Of course, he is like trembling the whole time. There has been interviews processed on his like front lawn. And he said something really mysterious. He ha- he did not have a lot of emotion of sadness while being interviewed. He just said, I need my girls home the house feels really empty without them and that's pretty much it like also from that another red flag because I feel like even if my boyfriend was missing I would be in tears I would be incapable of even being on an interview like I feel like I would that would be the last thing I would want to do it just makes no sense to me so for him to be completely straight-faced and not sad saying please come home house is empty without you that's just something you would like message and text your partner like when are you coming home I miss you like the house is empty without you not after they've gone missing so red flag after red flag and then I think some time goes on there's obviously no other suspects so Chris gets brought in for questioning obviously the officers have tactics to you know kind of break you down wear you down to get you to confess and get the truth out of you about what happened because I think at this point everyone has an idea that it was him he did something to the wife and the two girls how could he not be the main suspect you know if nothing else has popped up this truly does sound like a crime out of love especially if the kids are missing so they ask him to take a polygraph test as well And he could say no, but obviously that could also make him look more suspicious. So he agrees to it. But also polygraph tests, if you guys didn't know, are not 100% reliable. They'll not hold up in a court of law. You can't use that as actual proof or evidence against someone. 
So he takes a polygraph test and he's like sweating the person, the polygrapher or whatever they're called, the person conducting the test is saying things like, okay, can you take a deep breath? Like it's not, it's not working. Your heart rate is all over the place. I can't get a straight answer, which is obviously a red flag. Why is your heart racing if you're just telling the truth if someone was innocent they'd be upset and like just telling the truth they wouldn't be trembling out of breath heart beating unless you have something to hide he failed the test duh (laughs) then they sat him down and that's when they start really really going in on him really pressing for him to tell the truth of what happened saying that he didn't pass the test We know what you did to Shanann. Be a lot easier if you just confess. And up until now, we did not know about his secret life at all. This man, Chris, had a secret life. He was actually having an affair. (laughs) He was cheating on his wife. He was cheating on his wife with this girl that he worked with. And he worked on some sort of oil rig. Yeah, something to do with oil and like deep rigs. So what happened was, obviously, this story was on the news. It was a big media thing. Obviously, there was like posters everywhere. Um, It was on every Colorado news outlet saying, please bring Shanann and the two little girls home. Obviously, they're trying to get the word out. If anyone has any information, please let us know. So the story was everywhere. Obviously, the girlfriend heard about it. And I believe she called in and said, hey, I know this guy. Chris I'm actually dating him I guess she was probably like what is going on or can I help like my boyfriend is being accused like what is going on she probably just needed to know what was going on as would I so she came in for questioning so this was on camera as well at the police station and she said they had a full-on relationship and I guess the police officers wanted to know if she maybe pushed him to do something to the wife and kids so they were asking her questions like did you ever say you wanted to start your own family and have Shanann out of the picture because he did say to her I am married but I am currently separated and almost divorced and have two little girls he did say they were separated which they were not they were still living together and they started asking her questions like did you ever say to him I want to start our own family why haven't you divorced her yet move in with me and she said she never wanted him to do anything they were just kind of casually dating they got to the point where they were talking about kids but nothing of the fact of you know, leave them and come start your own life with me. She seemed like a pretty normal person and she seemed like she was very shocked and scared of what happened to his wife and two kids because if I was in her position of course I would be thinking oh my god my boyfriend did something to his wife and kids like why else would they disappear she's definitely thinking he's the main suspect too and she's scared because she's thinking oh my god am I dating a psycho murderer like what is happening right now and that was definitely the emotions she was portraying I don't think she was lying at all I think this was all Chris is doing so after that information came out obviously the people interrogating him heard about her responses and that Chris was cheating on his wife so they started saying that to him in the confession room they started saying we know about your other girlfriend 
They could even just see that he now is a very buff guy. He's very in shape. He's fit. He's decent looking. And I don't know if they saw what he looked like before, but they could see now he was a pretty good looking guy. And that right off the bat, especially for older married men, you know, not every guy, it's not super common for every guy to be really in shape still at that age and like decent looking. So while the officers interrogating him knew that he was already cheating, they wanted to kind of play stupid. So they started saying to him, you're a really buff guy. You take care of yourself. You're really good looking. Are you cheating on your wife? Are you cheating on your wife? And repeatedly asking him and he was totally denying the accusations for literally a good hour so he finally confesses to having a girlfriend so this really changes the story raises a ton more red flags because i feel like this is the classic tale of a guy in a relationship who has a young side piece that he's keeping a secret there's then flashback clips of shanann texting with her friend and her to actually telling her friend that she senses something is completely wrong they were not having sex in the relationship they barely spoke or even you know communicated for five weeks prior to her going allegedly missing so i don't know if any of you guys know the feeling of being cheated on but i feel like deep down you can tell what's going on especially if it's kind of like an ongoing thing and you definitely can tell some of the red flags and I knew exactly what was going on by the red flags that were being shown because I went through something very similar and it's so funny because every story of cheating seems to be very very similar and there's always a same thread through every single cheating story. So some of the red flags that Chris was making quite obvious that he was cheating was that they weren't having sex even when they were alone and she trying to pursue him and make a move he still wasn't having sex with her and she was obviously telling this all to one of her best friends over text they knew exactly what was going on because the friend had the messages and another red flag is that they spent some time apart to go visit family so Chris stayed home to work while Shanann and the two little girls went to another state to go visit her parents and then also Chris's parents who remember don't like her very much during that time of separation while she was visiting family and I guess he couldn't come because he was working I guess that's a legitimate excuse but they were barely texting he wasn't texting her back that's just another red flag is like ignoring as a victim of someone being cheated on you start to feel like you are burdening your partner you start to feel like you're annoying them and you should never feel like you're annoying your partner for something so simple as to getting a text back like your partner should always text you back some shitty guys out there will literally ignore their girlfriends for days on end that is not normal that is 100% never normal so yeah this guy was ignoring her for like hours and hours and then classic he finally replies saying something like oh hey like sorry i've just been busy like what what have you been doing for the last seven hours busy doing what that you couldn't pick up your phone you know and just making you start to feel 
crazy. I just feel like the story of cheating is always so similar. It's like they almost want to be caught because they're not even being smart about it. So so he finally ends up coming to visit Shanann and the girls in the other state during the end of their trip. And this is during the time that they haven't seen each other in five weeks. Of course, Shanann wants to be intimate with her husband and would expect him to want to be intimate with her too. They haven't seen each other in five weeks. This is when he does not want to have sex with her. And it's pretty obvious what's going on. I think anyone would be like, what the hell? And I feel like if someone doesn't want to have sex with you, it's because they're getting it somewhere else. And that's exactly what Shanann thought and was texting to her friend. And she started to know something was up. So then they go back home together. Things are not getting any better. They're not having sex or being intimate. There's barely any communication. She's very upset. She's crying all the time, crying, putting herself in isolation, and he's not even coming to confide in her, ask her what's wrong, and no communication. Last week's episode, we talked about communication and how important it is to just talk things out. And if he's not doing that, he clearly does not care. So this is right before the disappearance takes place and Shanann goes on a business trip or a conference in Las Vegas and she's with her friend I guess they work together they're friends and her friend said the entire business trip she kept saying that something's wrong something's wrong with Chris I think he's cheating on me like something's wrong we're not good we're not having sex we're not talking he doesn't talk to me he's obsessed with working out there's multiple videos of him working out she was recording him doing push-ups and sending it to her friend saying he's doing push-ups and doesn't want to have sex with me he said he's busy working out constantly he works out like three times a day so someone who starts getting so obsessed with their looks especially after you've looked average your whole life and then become obsessed later on this is not always the case some people do discover health and wellness and just want to better themselves in conjunction with him ignoring her and being a freaking dick it's pretty obvious that he's obsessed with his look to impress his new side piece like I don't know about you guys but these like red flags just seem so obvious to me especially I guess I don't know if it's because I've been through it but I think it's pretty obvious what happens on the business trip is that she's getting ignored she's telling her friends something's wrong so the night before she's supposed to come home Chris is back home texting her saying, hey, I'm getting a babysitter. I'm going to a football game or something tonight. He was going to like a sports game. So throughout the sports game, he was not really messaging her. He said after the game, I'm just going out to get a drink, get some food, and then I'm heading back home to see the girls. So she just has a horrible feeling about this night. And she just could tell that he was lying. And like he's not even, he's barely messaging her. So it was just very sketchy to her. She felt it in her gut that something was wrong. So she checks their joint bank account on her phone while she's in Vegas on this work trip. And Chris is at this alleged sports game. She sees a bill on her phone from a restaurant. And he said he was going to the restaurant. 
And he said he was also with a guy. But the charge on the credit card on their banking account was for like 60 something dollars. And if you're just going to get like a drink after the game and even a meal, like even a meal or some wings and even a beer or two, that would never be $60 for one person, especially in America too. Things are so much cheaper in America than in Canada by like at least 10 or $20. And I know here in Canada, if you were getting a couple drinks and some chicken wings, it would be like no more than 30 to $40. And if I saw that charge too, I would be like, oh, hell no, he is paying for someone else. And if you're going with another guy, you would not pay for another guy Or if it came up in conversation, you know, he would say, oh my God, my buddy forgot his wallet. I had to pay for him. There was no like simple explanation for that. And he, she just knew that he was with a girl and like she put all the pieces together, why they weren't having sex, why he was obsessed with working out, why he was ignoring her, why they weren't communicating. And now he's going out to this game and he went to a restaurant and there's a charge for two people. I think at this point, you know, you can't keep putting your blinders on like, honey, he's cheating on you. So she knows what's going on. That night she flies back home. I believe it's to Colorado. I swear it was not very clear where they actually lived, but I think it's in Colorado. Her flight was at like 11 and she got in the door at home at like 2. And the friend, the work friend, dropped her off at 2 in the morning in her car and saw her go in and then they didn't text after that I mean I guess that's not super abnormal you know you get home with your husband you don't need to text your friend saying hey I'm in bed at like 2 33 in the morning so that's pretty normal but then the next day is when they all go missing the night she came home from her work trip is when she went missing so we all know what happens up to this point Chris is in the middle of confessional in present time and it all kind of ties itself together and then he finally confesses in the confession room saying yeah she got home and she started having sex with me and we had sex and then I got up for work at five in the morning and I left for work and that was that and then he gets home from work later that day and they're missing so that's not what really went down And when he said that, I was like, sex? They haven't had sex in five, six weeks. And she's been crying and miserable. He's ignoring her. What like makes you think that she came home and everything's good and they had sex? Like, probably not. What happened was, is he actually confesses to what happened. He, I mean, I feel like it would get to anyone being in that room for who knows how long, like probably like five, six hours and people just constantly being like, we know what happened. Just tell the truth. Like someone's going to confess at some point. So he confesses and said that they had sex. He went to work. He came home in the afternoon and he saw that Shanann got so angry and strangled the two girls to death. So apparently this beautiful woman who cares about nothing else but her kids has now strangled her two little baby girls. For what reason? Like why? Has she ever been an angry person? No. So he says that she strangled the girls and that he was so mad at her for strangling the girls 
that he did the same thing to her and strangled her. And right off the bat, like, it's like, oh my God, you're really, you're really blaming your wife for something that she didn't do, something that you did. And now you're blaming her so you can get the heat off of you. Oh my God. I was like, you're joking. So obviously the police also was like, okay, so we're going to tell everyone on the news and tell everyone in Colorado that your wife strangled the girl. So you strangled her. Are you comfortable with the public knowing that Shanann strangled her babies? Are you comfortable with everyone knowing that information? He just said, yeah. He's like, yeah, let, let everyone know that she strangled them. And they were trying to get him to say no because that is honestly just absurd. You would let people think something so awful of someone who is completely innocent. He finally confesses to what really happened. And that was that when she got home, they were in an argument and then that he strangled her. And then he said that the little girls came in the room and said, what happened? What's wrong with mommy? And he said something like, oh, she'll be fine. She's still sleeping. He finally says where her body is. And I believe it was buried somewhere in and around the like oil rig fields where he works. So they finally go and find her body. And she has no scratch marks on her or anything. Shanann's father hears this and said, there's no way that they were actually in an argument when he did this because I know Shanann, she would be fighting back, which is so true. Even if you're not like a fighter, if you're awake and someone starts strangling you in the middle of like a conversation, you would for sure be like smacking him, getting bruises. He would be scratching you, trying to grab you, trying to like hold you still. And there was no like indications of marks on him. I know for sure if that was happening to me, I would be smoking my fists left and right. And like he had not a single mark on him. So that is what leaves officers to believe that she got home from her business trip. They did not have sex. They went to sleep and that he strangled her in her sleep. So she could not even have a chance to fight back or know what was going on so there's one body found shanann is found they are constantly asking and begging to say where are their girls just tell us where the girls are and he finally confesses and says they're in the oil rigs these like super tall i don't even know like 30 story high oil oil rigs. So they go to these oil rigs and he's on camera in the confession rooms telling what really happened to the girls and that the mom did not strangle them. But what really happened is that the little girls are in the back with their blankies. And remember I said at the beginning of the video that he specifically mentioned to the officer that the girls blankies were gone. They're with the blankies all the time. So he takes the girls and their blankies in the truck. They're driving for literally like an hour because he works like an hour away at these oil rigs. It's dark out. He takes the girls alive up to the oil rigs, high in the sky to the top of them and drops them in alive. Alive. Like when I heard that he honestly didn't strangle them first I was like oh my god being dropped into a dark dark tunnel 
and then landing in oil to drown alive. I was like, what kind of human being is this? Like, what kind of evil devil monster could do something like that to two innocent, beautiful, like little blonde baby girls that were no older than I think, like they were like two and four. Um, And he literally even said in the confession room that when he was holding them about to drop them in, the little girl said, daddy please don't like i'm i think i'm haunted by that image in my brain for the rest of my life like that is just pure disgusting my boyfriend was even in shock saying oh my god what kind of man would do this like literally if you had if you were cheating on your wife and you had a girlfriend you did really want to be with her you don't need to kill them like you don't need to kill anyone you can divorce your wife and go be with this girlfriend if you really want there does not need to be any murders involved like you don't need to get rid of people to go start a life that you want i don't know what triggered him to go that step further Like, what kind of normal person would do that? Like, I don't even know how that person is wired to do that. And he's confessing all that while his father is in the room with him. And it's the father and the two officers listening to the confession. And, oh, his poor father. Like, he just was sitting there being like, oh my god, son. Like, what did you do to our grandbabies? I can't even imagine the thoughts in his head like, that's your that's your child and like obviously you love them no matter what and like to hear that they had done something so awful like if that was a random stranger and you hear that story you would be so sickened and disgusted by them but i can imagine how torn he feels feeling those emotions having your grandbabies murdered but by your son it's just like crazy to me just the thought of like the officers or whoever had to go retrieve the babies out of the oil rig like literally makes me sick like did he not like think about this like literally pure disgust like it's literally like a horror movie that's a horror true crime real life real life horror movie that is the story of chris and shanann watts and their two baby girls american murder the family next door so he did not get the death penalty but he did get life sentence like he is not coming out of prison no possibility of parole either obviously so he's in there for life and it's just such a sickening heartbreaking story just one day thinking okay so my husband's cheating on me great but then next thing you know you're dead like why like if you're if your partner wants to cheat like fuck them they can go cheat they can go live their new life with someone else like okay good for them that shows a lot more about their character than it does yours and you being the one who's getting cheated on so it's just so crazy that he couldn't just go say you know okay peace out i want a divorce i'm not happy i met someone else and i love her and i want to be with her like that is normal like that happens quite a bit now that i've talked about the entire story i want to talk about this man and how common it is to cheat and how common it is to lie and how common it is to get a girlfriend or a hot side piece something different than your 
quote unquote boring old same old wife because it happens way too often in my opinion and majority of the time it's men. So I want to tell you guys a story about my personal life and I'm only sharing this personal information because after watching this movie it's clear to me I'm not the only one in the world that this has happened to and I want to share my personal story because if I watch that and I don't feel alone then I want to share my story so you guys don't feel alone listening if this has ever happened to you or if you're currently going through it or if it happens to you in the future I want you guys to know the red flags so that's why I like sharing personal stories about my life with you guys because I like the feeling of relating to something and I know a lot of other people do too. So I want to share my story. So hopefully you don't relate to it because cheating is an awful thing, but I know how common it is. And if you're going through it or if you've gone through it, you are not alone. It is so, so common. While I was telling this story, I was telling you guys how similar the red flags were to my personal life. And I feel like when a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but I'm going to say boyfriend because it was a male in this documentary and it was also my past ex-boyfriends that this happened to me with. So it's, I'm going to say male. So when a boyfriend or a girlfriend, when a boyfriend cheats, some of the red flags that were very similar to what my ex-boyfriend did and what Chris did to Shanann was that there was a lot of ignoring. There was a lot of no intimacy at all. And there was a lot of like playing dumb saying, oh, everything's fine. Like, what do you mean? Sorry, I was just busy for two, three days straight. And I couldn't take 10 seconds out of my day to text you. You know, like a lot of playing dumb and just just a lot of red flags. And I want you guys to listen and understand that if these things are happening to you, they are most likely a red flag and to truly, truly, truly listen to your gut. Because if these things are happening and you know, you're thinking, oh, oh, he gave me like the most mediocre excuse. Okay, I guess I'll believe him. You know, don't buy into someone's easy lies to get you off their back. I remember when I was in a terrible cheating relationship, my ex-boyfriend would literally disappear for three days and not send me a single text. After the three days, he would finally reply to my messages after I've sent him literally like 60 in a row. And that's the thing about cheating is that the person will be so ignorant and not give you any attention that it'll make you feel like you're the crazy one. But in reality me present day dating the most normal, amazing, nice guy in the world who would never, ever do that. Like you should not ever be ignored, like ever for more than like an hour. You should never ever be ignored, you know? There should always be a valid reason. So after being ignored for three days, my ex would be like, sorry, I'm just working out. There's no acknowledging 
on the three days that they just ignored you for. There's no acknowledging, you know, your crazy 60 messages. It's just like, what's up? I'm cooking dinner now. Like, what? Do you not understand what I was just going through mentally and emotionally for three days? It's like they act stupid, you know? And in reality, they've probably been ignoring you and hanging out with their new girlfriend. Or even if they're not hanging out with their girlfriend or cheating on you, if someone is ignoring you for that long, there's clearly something wrong and maybe they're not happy with you. But again, it's like the lack of communication. If they're not happy, why are they not telling you how they feel in the relationship? Why do they think it's okay to just disappear and like have no responsibility? That's the thing is like they don't want to take responsibility for ignoring you. But in a relationship, you know, it always takes two people. And if you're going to, ignore someone for three days that's not right and there's clearly an issue also with the working out thing I'm gonna tell you something really personal but the guy will always want to like look better and if they're actually cheating on you they're going to be grooming themselves a lot more trying to impress their girlfriend so I remember one thing that my ex would do was like shave and take care of himself and I don't know who he was doing that for because there was definitely a lack of intimacy as well in my relationship so you know what are you grooming yourself for if you're not having sex and the only person you should be having sex with is your current partner so these are definitely some red flags right off the bat and that relates directly to Chris he was constantly working out all the push-up videos like that is more push-ups than I've seen in my lifetime and especially for guys you know this is literally a proven fact but if they're not getting sex or happy in their current relationship they're gonna go and find it with someone else and another red flag is if they start to confide in another girl and a lot of the times this is someone that they know a friend, a friend of the girlfriends, or someone that they work with. This happened to Chris where he started dating someone that he worked with, another female that he was in close contact with. For me, in my past relationship, what actually ended up happening was that my ex started talking to a friend of mine who I also worked with, a co-worker of mine, who I was very close with at the time. I also went to school with her. She was a friend. And she also had a boyfriend at the exact same time. So she was cheating on her boyfriend while my boyfriend was cheating on me with her. Yes, you heard that right. Very traumatizing time in my life. Like, I don't even know who that's more awful of, the friend or my boyfriend Like you guys can tell me because that is like so sickening and messed up. To do it with your girlfriend's friend is so messed up, like so messed up. So what started happening, I believe, is that my friend started to message my boyfriend. And I honestly think it's because she saw that his family had money and that she was not brought up well. And I honestly think that like she thought she could like get that life with him like whatever the hell was going through her mind and I also think that maybe she saw how happy my ex and me were at some point and that she wanted him she wanted to be 
his next girlfriend and be happy and be with his nice family so I think she started reaching out to him that's what I think and that they started talking and I think the way she lured him in was starting to say I'm having like problems in my relationship with my boyfriend I'm so sad like please help me and my boyfriend was responding because he is like a nice guy and I guess wants to help everyone so he actually started talking to her and not telling me about it this was back in the day And I started seeing red flags. I don't even know how long after they started talking, but I noticed on Snapchat that they were each other's best friends. So that means that they are snapping each other a lot or messaging each other over Snap a lot because, honey, they have the yellow heart. So that means they've been each other's best friends. So they were talking a lot. So that was honestly a red flag that... I didn't really register at first. I was just kind of like, oh, they're best friends on Snapchat. So I literally asked him about it. And this is where the lies and denial come in. And he would say, oh, she's just talking to me about her boyfriend and their problems. And I also send her a lot of snaps and videos of you and you're being funny to get me off of his back. So Again, with the lies, like the lies and just trying to get someone off their back. So that's exactly what Chris was doing with Shanann saying, ignoring her for hours and then replying via text message saying, oh, everything's fine. Like, can't wait to see you later. Oh, I want to talk about things. I miss you too. Like the quickest little message will get someone off your back for hours. That's just a quick and easy way for a cheater to get you off their back if you're starting to accuse them of cheating if your boyfriend is ever talking to another girl and not telling you about it that is a red flag that is the biggest red flag ever it's like why are they not talking and communicating with you about any sort of problem if you're in a relationship with someone you should feel comfortable enough to talk with them about any sort of issue and want to work things out Maybe you feel alone and don't know how to approach them so you do confide in someone else who is close with that partner. But to be secretive about it, I think is a red flag. I'm not going to expand too much more about my history, but obviously, you know, the cat came out of the bag and um, they were in fact hooking up and he was cheating on me. So that was the end of the friendship and relationship. It's just so crazy that Chris actually went to the extra extent of murder, unnecessary extent of murder. You can see where my story ended that, you know, the truth came out. You don't see him, my ex, coming to murder me anytime soon in my sleeps. I'm not harassing him anymore. He could still be with that girl for all I care or know. He can go live whatever life he wants to live. There doesn't need to be a need for murder. That's where the Watts family story majorly differs from my story is that he felt the need to actually like strangle and kill not only his wife, but his two babies. Like what? It's just insane to me. It's really just insane to me that someone could go the extra extent when it's so unnecessary. Um, And I really don't know what triggered him to do that I don't know what his childhood was like I know a lot of the time in cases like these 
there is some childhood trauma, whether that be a bad upbringing, a lot of anger in the home, an abusive childhood, just a very negative childhood. Maybe your parents were alcoholics. There was a lot of anger and fighting and yelling and just chaos. So that's what they're kind of drawn to. But I don't know where the turning point was with this guy, Chris. I truly feel like it was a crime based on desire. And I really think Chris wanted this new life with his hot young new girlfriend and to just get rid of his wife and kids super, super quick. I don't think he wanted to go through divorce and I don't think that he wanted to even deal with Shanann or deal with the girls. I think he probably wasn't even that good of a dad and I don't think he gave the little girls attention enough and I don't think he cared if they lived or died. I think he all he cared about his focus was on his new girlfriend and starting a new life with her and he didn't want to go the root of divorce and have that ongoing and costing a ton of money as well and potentially going broke also just the ongoing battle and how like negative and nasty a divorce could be and especially if Shanann didn't want a divorce that's not going to be easy divorce where they just you know sign the papers and they stop talking so I just think he wanted a super quick and easy way out and his eye was just on the prize and his desire for a young new girlfriend was all he could think about he had blinders on only for the girlfriend I mean I don't think he even thought about consequences like and I feel like that's a lot of dumb guys out there not to stereotype or be sexist but especially if you're cheating with a typical you know younger better looking girlfriend you have blinders on to just that one girl and you don't think about the consequences of how you're hurting your girlfriend and you know, the person you grew up with for many years and that you took care of them and they took care of you, you don't even care about how badly you're hurting their feelings or whatever. Like you just don't care about the consequences. You don't want to be a part of it. And just the faster you can sweep it under the rug, the better. So I think that's what happened to Chris Watts and that he really just was focusing on his girlfriend, which I think is mind-blowing because... How can you not think about the fact that, oh, I possibly could be the number one suspect if I do this? How do you not think about that? Oh, wow, they might find my two babies in the oil rigs a couple months down the road when they're getting the oil out. How do you not think that far ahead? And how have you not seen enough super similar cases that are all over the news and that happen all the time guys doing this and how would you not think that you would be the number one suspect it's just mind-blowing to me that some men can have on such blinders to cheating and new girlfriends and not think about consequences like at all i'm calling this blinder syndrome right now because it happens literally way too often and maybe not to the extent of what happened within the Watts family and murder, but cheating happens all the time. Everyone's situation is different when it comes to a cheating story. Um, The man or the woman can be triggered to cheat by many different factors. Maybe they're not happy emotionally. 
Maybe they're not happy physically. Maybe they're not happy with the sex. Maybe maybe they're not even in love with that person anymore. Maybe if they want to experiment with the other sex. Maybe they're just sick of living the low life and want to leave them to go marry someone richer. Like some people are so shallow that that is what they think of and they don't think of their other partner and just having a talk with them and I'm not saying that breaking up is bad because you follow to love or have different interests as you age but not communicating with someone and not thinking about your partner's feelings because you've just spent so much one-on-one time with that other person I believe that everyone deserves the respect of communication communicating how you feel, if you want to be with them, if you don't, if you want to work on things, if you want to tell someone, you know, what is going on, there's something not right with us, or I'm feeling this way, can we talk about this? I think people just who aren't interested anymore near the end of relationships just don't respect the other person at all. They're just like, oh, I'm over this, I want out. That's what happens a lot of the time. Or they want an easy fix. And I know for a lot of guys, like I actually think this is like a like human nature thing for men. They have a, a need to have sex. And if they're not getting it from their partner, they're going to go get it from someone else. If you're having problems in your relationship, I think that's a number one trigger for guys to start cheating. If you're having any sort of issues, a lot of guys don't want to deal with emotional problems or talk things out. So they'll just go get some easy sex from someone else. I just want you ladies to know who are listening to my podcast or men, literally anyone, listen to your gut and just notice the red flags. So you don't get put through months and months and months of being lied to and being secretly cheated on. The truth always comes out. I'm sure you'll always find out. Like, look what happened in this documentary. The truth always comes out. Whether they tell friends and it gets back to you or whether you find out for yourself because they just start getting lazy and not even caring about you finding out. The truth always comes out. I just don't want anyone to go through months of torture like I did and being lied to and cheated on when things could have gone a totally different way. Can people just have the decency to break up with someone before they start cheating and before they start lying? Like if you're gonna cheat on someone, just break up with them and stop lying to them so they can go live their best life. Do you think people wanna deal with being lied to and cheated on? So if you're not happy in a relationship and you want to go be with someone else, just have the decencies to break up with that person. Don't ever lie to anyone. Don't ever cheat on anyone. Like if you're not happy, either get out or communicate with your partner to fix the problem. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. I wanted to share a little story just in appreciation of October and to do something a little bit spooky and share a true murder mystery yes thriller and true crime and murder mysteries are like fun and exciting but at the same time when they're true crime it's very sad because it's a true story that happened to real people and it's scary to think about that could have happened to me that could have happened to anyone that could happen to a friend it's scary to see how people can go to the extent that they do and you never really know so It's interesting to hear these sorts of stories and just be aware. I think it's as sad as as it is, it's important to hear these sorts of stories to literally be aware of people like this in the world and to always stand your guard and even 
the person you should trust most in the world, your partner, your loving husband could turn on you at any second, which is so scary. So guys, be safe out there. Happy October. Happy Halloween. And I hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving weekend for my Canadians. It's a long weekend here. We have our Thanksgiving super early in Canada compared to the U.S., And I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and I will talk to you next Friday. Bye.